Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. A few weeks ago, we started this mini-series of podcasts called Dealing with the Coronavirus, and we want to continue thinking about that today. There's this passage that I want to look at, and it's sort of a hard passage. It's sort of a difficult passage. It comes from Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 24. And the reason I want to look at that is because this past Sunday, we looked at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It was Easter Sunday. And as typical on Easter Sunday, you want to reflect on the resurrection of Jesus Christ and glory in the fact that we have new life with Christ. And we did. And it's it's a powerful thing to think about and to let embed in your mind and your heart. But I was asking this question, as many of you are maybe right now during this pandemic that we're dealing with. And the question I'm constantly asking is, what's the point? What's the purpose of this? Why is this going on right now? What is the reason we're going through this? What is what is the reason we have to wait so long? What is the reason so many people are dying and catching this thing? Do you ever ask that about life? What is the point? That's the question I want to ask today. What is the point? And I want to think about the coronavirus, and I want to think about what we're dealing with right now, and I want to think about our lives in general. Because as we learned this past Sunday, as we reflected upon, Jesus died so that we would have new life, and we're thankful for that. Everybody wants more, better life, Right? And thankfully, we have eternal life in Jesus Christ. So we received an enormous gift because of what Jesus went through on the cross. And three days later, he conquered death for all of us so we could have hope and security and life. But I even want to answer that question today. What is the point of that? What's the point? I don't know if you ask those kind of questions, but I find myself asking the question because I don't, I'm not spontaneous. I'm not. I don't know if you are. I am not a spontaneous person. I don't just do things. I have to have thought process behind it. I have to have reasons behind it. I don't know where that came from. I don't know if that's in my DNA or if that's just my personal makeup, but I have to ask questions. I have to have reasons for the things that I do. And so I ask those questions a lot. Uh, even when we're doing errands and going to the store and, and doing all kinds of things as a family, I'm always asking that question, why should we? Or what's the point? Or what do we want to accomplish? Is it better to go? Is it better to stay? Is it better to spend money? Is it better to not spend money? I want some reasons. And so we're dealing with this really long pandemic and I want to know what's the point. And I think that's what Matthew 16 helps us figure out. And in verse 24, Jesus is having a conversation with his disciples, okay? His closest followers are with him and he tells them something really important. He like gives them a secret, He wants them to know something really special. And this is what he says to them in verse 24. He says, it says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Now again, I told you this is kind of a difficult passage. It's probably not one you really want to hear at this time. You want to hear some flowery language and some great promises. And in this passage, Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me. And we've heard this passage before, you know, like, why are you bringing this up? It's common, it's old hat, and it's hard. 
What's the point? And that's the purpose, is because this is the point. This is the point. The coronavirus that we're dealing with right now is proving to me something that I've known before, but I never dwelled on it before. And it's the fact that life is fragile. It's fragile. I don't know why I did this, but the other day, I like documentaries. Uh, I don't know what it is about me that likes documentaries, but I like watching those kinds of things. And I decided, since we're dealing with a pandemic, to watch a documentary on the Spanish flu that happened in, I believe, 1918. Because they're bringing that up a lot. They're comparing the coronavirus pandemic to the Spanish flu and going, how is it the same? How is it different? And so I was watching this documentary on the Spanish flu and I was, I, it was sad. It was heartbreaking because so many people died. And unlike the coronavirus where it's mainly targeting uh, older people, which is incredibly sad already, this virus, the Spanish flu, was targeting everybody. And they said a lot of young adults died. A lot of young children died. A lot of parents died. A lot of parents with young children died. It wasn't targeting the old people who have lived a long life and are at the end of their life. It was targeting young people. And I'm watching this going, man, what we're dealing with is sad, but this might be sadder because it was saying it was leaving children orphans because it was killing both of their parents. And these little kids now had no parents. And it was showing, it was kind of a little bit graphic. It wasn't horribly graphic, but it was showing just a lot of corpses, graves, it was showing a lot of numbers, and I just felt really sad by that, that that happened, what, a little over 100 years ago in our country, and now we're dealing with something that is very sad as well, and I'm going, man, what is the point of this? Why do we have to go through such things? Why can't life just be happier and longer and better here upon the earth? Why are so many people suffering, and why do some people not suffer? Why do some people get through this unscathed, and why do some people have has to run through their family and destroy it? And I wanted those questions answered. And I, it didn't take me long before this passage rattled around in my brain because I've gone to this passage several times. And I thought about Jesus. I remember what he says in Colossians 1 where, Jesus, where it says about Jesus, all things were created through him and for him. That's what it says in Colossians 1. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus. Meaning he's the point. Jesus is the point. Now, hopefully, all Christians would say that anyways and say, that's the point. The point is for Jesus to be glorified. The point is for God to be glorified. The point is for Jesus to be followed and obeyed. But this passage really drives this home in Matthew 16 because it tells us what new life is about and it tells us what everything is about. Because here's the thing that's kind of confusing is that when you find out that Jesus gave you new life, and rose from the dead and conquered death, you're, you feel these warm fuzzies and you you get excited about that because that's what you want. You want longer, better, eternal life that never goes away and everything's comfortable and happy. That's what we want if we were honest. that's I want that. And when you think about Jesus dying and resurrecting and giving you new life, that's kind of what you hit on going, man, great, thank you, Lord. That's what I wanted. I want this life on earth and then I want that to extend in heaven and get better and longer and greater. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. And you come to this passage in Matthew 16 and it shakes you a little bit because it kind of changes your perspective where Jesus says, if anyone would come after me, which means follow me, if anyone wants to follow me, if anyone wants to be a Christian, if anyone wants eternal life, if anyone wants their sins forgiven, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. What? Take up your cross. Take, take up my cross, Jesus' cross is what you died upon. The cross is how you were crucified. 
I thought you were crucified so that I don't have to be. I thought you went to the cross so that I could have longer, better, greater life. Why are you telling me, us, to take up our cross and follow you? And Jesus answers that in verse 25 because he knows that's the question. <laughs> for he says, for whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's the answer. That's the reason we're supposed to pick up our cross, deny ourselves, and follow Jesus Christ. It's because those who try to secure their life and save their life and make their life the best it can be, something very ironic is going to happen. Those are the ones who are actually going to forsake their life. How does that make any sense? Well, here's how it makes sense. is because Jesus said in John 14, 6, he's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. And then we find out this past Easter that Jesus died and resurrected to give us new eternal life. And we're, we're with Jesus up to that point. We're like, okay, I understand that. That's great. Thank you. And now he says, but here's the point of it all. Here's the point. Here's the point of your new life. Here's the point of your sins forgiven. Here's the point of every day I give you. It's for me. It's for me. It's so that you can do what I've called you to do, so that you can go the way that I go. And in order for you to do that, for you to find real life, you're going to have to get rid of your old life. And that's why I'm telling you to pick up your cross. Not necessarily because you have to die or be martyred. Now, some people will. Some people's path in this life is for them to die for the sake of Christianity. We don't typically face that here in America, but there are parts of the world that are facing that every single day where they may actually die because they follow Jesus Christ. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be murdered. It doesn't necessarily, of course, mean that you're going to die on a cross. What it means is that old person, that old life, that old direction must die. That person has to go away because that person was chasing things that didn't involve Jesus Christ, that didn't, that wasn't centered around Jesus Christ, that wasn't about his will, that wasn't about his wishes, that wasn't about Jesus being glorified upon the earth. And that's what Jesus says, that life has to go away. And you've got to pick up your cross. You have to be willing to give up everything. You have to deny yourself and you have to follow me. That's the point. Because here is the aspects of the coronavirus. Is some people are going to die through this. They're not going to make it. They're going to get the disease. It's going to affect them badly. They're going to go on a respirator or ventilator and they're going to die. That's just the honest truth. That's kind of what the news is telling us is that 32,000 people up to this point have already died here in our country. And the honest truth is that some people are going to die. And the honest truth too is that some people are not going to die. Some people are going to be fine. And it kind of reminded me of the documentary in the Spanish flu where a lot of people suffered and a lot, some people got through it. Some people lost their parents. Some people lost their children. Some people completely ran through their families and destroyed their families. And some people didn't. They were fine. And the question I had to answer was, what is the point? What is the point? If life is that fragile, if life is that fickle, if life can go away in an instant, or we can live to a long, long life, what is the point of it all? I felt like King Solomon back in Ecclesiastes where he says, everything is vanity. Vanity. It doesn't matter if you live long. It doesn't matter if you live short. It doesn't matter if you die from this flu or the next flu or some other disease or a car accident. What's the point of it? If we don't understand the point of it, then we can't appreciate what we're doing here, we can't have a purpose. And Jesus says, I know. That's why I'm going to tell you the point. The point is me. The point is not you. 
Here in America, I think we struggle with this concept more than anyone in the known world is because we have been told that we're important. All right? I mean, the motto of America is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not God's happiness, my happiness, my life, my pursuit of happiness, and my liberty. That's the point of America. And so these passages, they don't register with us. They're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. That can't mean what it says. It can't. It has to mean something different. But if you listen to the simple language, he says, for whoever would save his life, whoever would try to secure his life, he's the one that's going to lose it. And the one who loses his life for my sake, he's going to find it. And in verse 26, he says, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? And that's a rhetorical question, but let's answer it. What will it matter if someone gains the entire world or lives a really long life and it's comfortable and it's rich and successful, but at the end he forfeits his soul? What does it matter if someone had a lot of fun and a lot of happiness and a lot of success, but they go to hell? And the answer is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If we live a long time upon the earth, if we're really happy and really comfortable and have a lot of friends, but we go to hell, it doesn't matter what we did upon the earth. It doesn't matter because now we're in agony. Now we're in punishment. Now we're in darkness for the rest of eternity. And those memories aren't going to be sufficient and profound enough to help us in hell. It's not going to matter if we forfeit our soul. And we know that. We're like, yeah, I agree with that. I'm not trying to forfeit my soul. What I'm trying to have is have my cake and eat it too. I want to have a part of this life to be good and comfortable and satisfying, and then I want eternal life too. But you don't find that in Scripture. And this is a passage that tells us that. If you really want to understand eternal life, if you really want to go the way that Jesus went, where he is now experiencing life forevermore, on his throne, in heaven, Jesus first died. He gave up his life. He gave up his wishes. He gave up his will. He gave up his dreams. He gave up his good treatment. He gave it all up for the sake of God's will. And now he's asking us as Christians to go the same direction. Because that's the point. That's the point of life. That's the point if we live a few days upon this earth or 30,000 days upon this earth. The point is Jesus. The point is not my will. The point is not my happiness. The point is not my riches or my success. Some people won't attain any of that. Some people die before they get out of the womb. Some children die right out of the womb. Some people get sick when they're young. Some people have car accidents. Disease comes. All kinds of things happen. And you're going, wow, man, those poor unfortunate souls that don't get to live upon this earth and experience the good thing this earth has. No. There's got to, there's got to be a greater question than that. Than just to live long and happy upon the earth. There has to be a greater question. And the greater question is how do we secure eternal life? How do we have it so we have eternal hope? The pandemic is teaching us that. We need something more than this. I need something more than money because money can be taken from me and money isn't unlimited. I need something more than health because health can be taken from me and health is not unlimited. I need something more than happiness because happiness is very fragile. I need something beyond. I need something secure. And Jesus is going, yes, exactly. In order for you to find that, you have to give up your life upon this earth for the sake of me, for the sake of Jesus. Because if you try to secure your life and save your life and make your life grand and happy and all your wishes desired and get all your bucket list items done with, you're going to find something ironic. You're going to find out that you didn't follow Jesus. And if you didn't follow Jesus, what you've actually done is you've traded eternal life for life on earth. Fragile, temporary, 
fickle life on earth. You traded the greatest happiness, the greatest gift someone could ever have, and you gave it up for now temporal happiness. That's a bad trade. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? It won't profit him. What shall a man give in return for his soul? He can't give anything in return for his soul. His soul is the most valuable thing there is. If you give up your soul, you gave up everything. If you give up your soul in order to live fun and successful and happy upon the earth, you've made an incredibly bad trade. And you're going to find out that one day you're going to lose everything. And that helps us now. The reason that helps us is because it gives us the perspective we need to say, okay, okay. Some people are not going to make it through this pandemic. Some people are going to die. Some of us are going to live. Maybe the majority of us will live. But the point of it is, is whether we live or whether we die, whether we're sick or whether we're healthy, whether we're rich or whether we go under financially, the point is for every moment, every day, to be lived for the glory of God through Jesus Christ. If we will wrap our heads around that, then we will start seeing this life differently and we'll stop chasing happiness and liberty and life upon the earth and we'll start chasing Jesus Christ because he's the source of everything good. He's the source of true life. And Jesus actually died on a cross and then he says, followers, pay attention, followers, I died. I went the way of God and it cost me my life. Pick up your cross and follow me. Deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow me. That's the part we don't want. That's the part we don't like. We want to have our cake and eat it too. We want life now. I want to live as much as I can upon the earth. I want to get as much happiness and memories and joy upon the earth. And then I want that to extend into eternity when it gets happier, better, greater, longer. And then I'm happy. Because I, I, then I got everything. I got everything. And Jesus goes, no, that's not everything. There's only one everything. And everything is following Jesus. Because he's the point. And someday we're, we're going to get that. And I hope we get that on this side of eternity, not the next side of eternity, because the next side is going to be too late. We need to have the light bulb go on today and go, oh, the point isn't me. The point is you, Jesus. Colossians says everything was created by Jesus and for Jesus, meaning my life isn't about my life, my liberty, my pursuit of happiness. It's about Christ. It's about pleasing him. It's about laying down my life for the sake of following him and doing his will and obeying him. He's the point. He's the point of every trial. He's the point of every gift, finances, new day, family, memories, great things upon the earth. All of those things are given to us as tools for following Jesus Christ. And if they're about us being happy and securing our life and having life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, we're going to find out something really ironic someday. We've actually forfeited our life. We chased the wrong life. We lived for the wrong happiness. And Jesus goes, that's not what I taught you. I taught you to pick up your cross, lay your life down, and when you do that, you will have everything that I have. You will have the security. You will have the hope of resurrection. You will have your sins forgiven. Jesus didn't commit any sins, but we will have our sins forgiven. We will have everything that he has promised us. But in order for you to find that, you have to make Jesus your all. And that's different, right? Than maybe some of us have understood about Christianity where we just sort of tack Jesus onto our life and we get back to our life and go, see, I have this insurance called Jesus that even when I lose this thing upon the earth, 
I get that later, greater, better, longer. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, no, you give up your life now for his life. And then when you do that, you both live forever. And he's telling this to his disciples. And these disciples, I don't think, understood this at the moment. And I don't know if we understand that as much as we should even right now talking about it. But we have to understand the point. Because days come and days go. Lives come and lives go. Money comes and money goes. What's the point? What's the purpose? We need something greater than just the fickle things that are in our hands right now that can be taken from us. Life is going to be taken from us. Money is going to be taken from us. People are going to be taken from us. Relationships, jobs are going to be taken from us. And I don't want just now happiness. I don't want just now security. What I want is security and happiness forevermore with my Lord. And the point of it is not to try to get both. The point of it is to go, okay, to have it later, now this life on earth needs to be Christ's alone. Christ's alone. Whatever he says, I will do. Wherever he goes, I will go. Whatever he does, I will do. He is my life. He is my life giver. He is my forgiver. He is my savior. He is my Lord and I will go the way that he said and the way that he did. And I hope that encourages you today because that's the point. Viruses have a point. Disease has a point. Days upon this earth have a point. Money has a point. Schooling has a point. Jobs have a point. Relationships have a point. But they have to all point to the Lord. And if they point to the Lord, then we get it and we're living correctly and we will get all the promises of God. But if we don't, if we don't deny ourselves, if we don't pick up our cross, if we don't follow Jesus Christ, we don't have any hope and we don't have any life. And each day we inch closer and closer to losing everything. I hope you'd be encouraged by that. I hope that would help you to find the point today because the point is not depression going, man, well, that's a buzzkill. I don't want to hear that life could be harder and worse. What I want to hear that it could be better. And that's the point. The point of it is, is that can be. When you follow Jesus Christ, joy, hope, security flood your soul. And when you don't, you're anxious and you're worried and you're troubled that everything's going to go away. And Jesus doesn't want that kind of life for you. He wants you to have better, happier, longer liberty, longer pursuit of happiness. And it's all found in him. But in order for you to find all of that, you got to yield up your life completely and say, Yours plan, your plan, Jesus, is the best plan and my life belongs to you. So wherever you go, Show me, teach me, guide me. I want to go where you go. I want to be what you are. I want to go where you are right now. I want to be with you for all eternity. And Jesus says you can. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. And follow me. And that's the point. That's the point of today. That's the point of this disease. That's the point of this pandemic. That's the point of all trials. Follow Jesus. And we will have everything that he promised we would have. And we will live sold out to him on this earth. We will be his ambassadors, his representations. People will come to the light. God will be glorified. We will have fruits of righteousness hanging all over our life when we get to the other side. And if you listen to the last of the passage, he says, For the Son of Man is going to come in his angels with the glory of his Father. Then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Man, I do not want to find myself being repaid for the evil deeds that I did. I want to be repaid for the good things that I did. And the only way that can be possible is if I have forgiveness 
salvation and new life with Jesus and give my life to Jesus. Think about that today. Think about the point of your day. Think about the point of this pandemic. Don't lose sight of it. It's not about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in America. It's about Christ. It's about Jesus. It's about his will, his direction, his glory. And someday we will go where he goes because he loves us. And he's telling us the right way to go. Many blessings. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.